Hi, Aunt Lizzie here, and I'm here to get you out of the doom and gloom reports of everyday life by bringing a smile to your lips and a warmth to your heart. So some of the things we're going to do today for you, um, they're short and sweet and designed to give you a lift when you need a wee smile to brighten your day. We're going to take you on a fun journey with some food for thought articles. We'll start off with reasons not to mess with kids. We'll visit with an 80-year-old lady married four times. Good for her. A couple of articles for food for thought. One being about a cemetery watchman. And you think you've had a bad day. Count your blessings. And we'll finish off with tater people. Okay, let's start out with don't mess with kids. A little girl was talking to her teacher about whales. The teacher said it was physically impossible for a whale to swallow a human because even though it was a very large mammal, its throat was very small. The little girl stated that Jonah was swallowed by a whale. Irritated, the teacher reiterated that a whale could not swallow a human. It was physically impossible. The little girl said, when I get to heaven, I'll ask Jonah. The teacher asked, what if Jonah went to hell? The little girl replied, then you ask him. A kindergarten teacher was observing her classroom of children while they were drawing. She would occasionally walk around to see each child's work. As she got to one little girl who was working diligently, she asked what the drawing was. The little girl replied, I'm drawing God. The teacher paused and said, but no one knows what God looks like. Without missing a beat or looking up from her drawing, the girl replied, they will in a minute. A Sunday school teacher was discussing the Ten Commandments with her five and six-year-olds. After explaining the commandment to honor thy father and thy mother, she asked, is there a commandment that teaches us how to treat our brothers and sisters? Without missing a beat, one little boy, the oldest of a family answered, thou shall not kill. One day, a little girl was sitting and watching her mother do the dishes at the kitchen sink. She suddenly noticed that her mother had several strands of white hair sticking out in contrast on her brunette head. She looked at her mother and inquisitively asked, Why are some of your hairs white, Mum? Her mother replied, Well, every time that you do something wrong and make me cry or unhappy, one of my hairs turns white. The little girl thought about this revelation for a while and then said, Mommy, how come all of Grandma's hairs are white? Now here's about a fourth marriage. The local news station was interviewing an 80-year-old lady because she had just gotten married for the fourth time. The interviewer asked her questions about her life, about what it felt like to be marrying again at 80, and then about her new husband's occupation. He's a funeral director, she answered. Interesting, the newsman thought. He then asked her if she wouldn't mind telling him a little about her first three husbands and what they did for a living. She paused for a few moments, needing time to reflect on all those years. After a short time, a smile came to her face and she answered proudly, explaining that she had first married a banker when she was in her early 20s then a circus ringmaster when in her 40s, and a preacher when in her 60s, and now in her 80s, a funeral director. 
The interviewer looked at her quite astonished and asked why she had married four men with such diverse careers. She smiled and explained, I married one for the money, two for the show, three to get ready, and four to go. Here is some food for thought. Do not count your chickens before they're hatched. If the cat fits, wear it. Too many cooks spoil the broth. Cowards die many times before their deaths. Let sleeping dogs lie. Coming events cast their shadows before. Fire is a good servant, but a bad master. Forbidden fruit tastes the sweetest. A friend in need is a friend indeed. Honesty is the best policy. More haste, less speed. First come, first serve. Knowledge is power. Better late than never. Misfortunes never come singly. Midlife is when the growth of hair on our legs slows down. This gives us plenty of time to care for our newly acquired mustache. Midlife is when you go for a mammogram and you realize this is the only time someone will ask you to appear topless. Midlife brings wisdom to know that life throws us curves and we're sitting on our biggest ones. A smile is a sign of joy. A laugh is a sign of happiness. And a friend like me, darn, that's just a sign of good taste. Now here's another article which helps your heart skip a beat. It's about a cemetery watchman. My friend Kevin and I are volunteers at a national cemetery in Oklahoma and put in a few days a month in a slightly larger uniform. Today had been a long, long day, and I just wanted to get the day over with and go down to Smokies and have a cold one. Sneaking a look at my watch, I saw the time, 16.55. Five minutes to go before the cemetery gates are closed for the day. Full dress was hot in the August sun. Oklahoma summertime was as bad as ever, the heat and humidity at the same level, both too high. I saw the car pull into the drive, 69 or 70 model Cadillac DeVille. Looked factory new. It pulled into the parking lot at a snail's pace. An old woman got out so slow I thought she was paralyzed. She had a cane and a sheaf of flowers, about four or five bunches as best I could tell. I couldn't help myself. The thought came unwanted and left a slightly bitter taste. She's going to spend an hour, and for this old soldier, my hip hurts like the dickens, and I'm ready to get out of here right now. But for this day, my duty was to assist anyone coming in. Kevin would lock the in gate, and if I could hurry the old biddy along, we might make it to Smokey's in time. I broke post attention. My hip made gritty noises when I took the first step, and the pain went up a notch. I must have made a real military sight, middle-aged man with a small pot gut and half a limp in marine full-dress uniform, which had lost its razor crease about 30 minutes after I began the watch at the cemetery. I stopped in front of her halfway up the walk. She looked up at me with an old woman's squint. Ma'am, may I assist you in any way? She took long enough to answer, yes, son. Can you carry these flowers? I seem to be moving a tad slow these days. My pleasure, ma'am. Well, it wasn't too much of a lie. She looked again. Marine, 
Where were you stationed? Vietnam man, ground pounder, 6971. She looked at me closer. Wounded in action, I see. Well done, Marie. I'll be as quick as I can. I lied a little bigger. No hurry, ma'am. She smiled and winked at me. Son, I'm 85 years old and I can tell a lie from a long way off. Let's get this done. Might be the last time I can do this. My name's Joanne Weiserman, and I've a few Marines I'd like to see one more time. Yes, ma'am, at your service. She headed for the World War I section, stopping at a stone. She picked one of the flower bunches out of my arm and laid it on top of the stone. She murmured something. I couldn't quite make it out. The name on the marble was Donald S. Davidson, USMC, France, 1918. She turned away and made a straight line for the World War II section, stopping at one stone. I saw a tear slowly tracking its way down her cheek. She put a bunch on a stone. The name was Stephen X. Davidson, USMC, 1943. She went up the railway and laid another bunch on a stone. Stanley J. Weiserman, USMC, 1944. She paused for a second and more tears flowed. Two more, son, and we'll be done. I almost didn't say anything, but yes, ma'am, take your time. She looked confused. Where's the Vietnam section, son? I seem to have lost my way. I pointed with my chin. That way, ma'am. Oh, she chuckled quietly. Son, me and old age ain't too friendly. She headed down the walk I'd pointed at. She stopped at a couple of stones before she found the one she wanted. She placed a bunch on Larry Weiserman, USMC, 1968, and the last on Daryl Weiserman, USMC, 1970. She stood there and murmured a few words I still couldn't make out, and more tears flowed. Okay, son, I'm finished. Get me back to my car and you can go home. Yes, ma'am. If I may ask, were those your kinfolk? She paused. Yes, Donald Davidson was my father. Stephen was my uncle. Stanley was my husband. Larry and Daryl were our sons, all killed in action, all Marines. She stopped. Whether she had finished or couldn't finish, I don't know. She made her way to her car slowly and painfully. I waited for a polite distance to come between us and then double-timed it over to Kevin, waiting by the car. Get out to the gate, quick. I've something I've got to do. Kevin started to say something, but saw the look I gave him. He broke the rules to get us there down the service road fast. We beat her. She hadn't made it around the rotunda yet. Kevin stand at attention next to the gate post. Follow my lead. I humped it across the drive to the other post. When the Cadillac came puttering around from the hedges and began the short, straight traverse to the gate, I called in my best gunny's voice, Te hut! Present arms! I have to hand it to Kevin. He never blinked an eye. Full dress attention and a salute that would make his D.I. proud. She drove through the gate with two old, worn-out soldiers giving her a send-off she deserved for service rendered to her country, and for knowing duty, honor, and sacrifice far beyond the realm of most. I'm not sure, but I think I saw a salute return from that Cadillac. It reminded me to keep those currently serving and those who have gone before in our thoughts, 
They are a reason for the many freedoms we enjoy. And you think you've had a bad day. Recently, when I went to McDonald's, I saw on the menu that you could have an order of six, nine, or 12 chicken McNuggets. I asked for half dozen nuggets. We don't have half dozen nuggets, said the teenager at the counter. You don't, I asked. We only have six, nine, or 12, was the reply. So I can't order a half a dozen nuggets, but I can order six. Well, that's right. So I shook my head and ordered six McNuggets. I was checking out at the local Walmart with just a few items, and the lady behind me put her things on the belt close to mine. I picked up one of those dividers that they keep by the cash register and placed it between our things so they wouldn't get mixed. After the girl had scanned all of my items, she picked up the divider, looking it all over for the barcode so she could scan it. Not finding the barcode, she said to me, do you know how much this is? I said to her, I've changed my mind. I don't think I'll buy that today. She said, okay, and I paid her for the things and left. She had no clue to what had just happened. I recently saw a distraught young lady weeping beside her car. Do you need some help, I asked. She replied, I knew I should have replaced the battery to this remote door and locker. Now I can't get into my car. Do you think they, pointing to a distant convenience store, would have a battery to fit this? Hmm, I don't know. Do you have an alarm too, I asked. No, just this remote thingy, she answered, handing it and the car keys to me. As I took the key and manually unlocked the door, I replied, why don't you drive your car over there and check about the batteries? It's a long walk. Now let's talk about tater people. Some people never seem motivated to participate, but are just content to watch while others do the work. They're called spectators. Some people never seem to do anything to help, but are gifted at finding fault with the way others do the work. They're called commentators. Some people are very bossy and like to tell others what to do, but don't want to soil their own hands. They're called dictators. Some people are always looking to cause problems by asking others to agree with them. It's too hot or too cold, too sour or too sweet. They're called agitators. There are those who say they will help, but somehow just never get around to actually doing the promised help. They are called hesitators. Some people can put up a front and pretend to be someone they're not. They're called imitators. Then there are those who love others and do what they say they will. They are always prepared to stop whatever they're doing and lending a helping hand. They bring real sunshine into the lives of others. They're called sweet taters. I'd love to hear from you. And if you would, please send us an email at liz at lizunderhill.com or visit us at www.lifewithauntlizzie.com and leave us a comment. If you have some stories of your own that would be uplifting to our listeners and would like to share, please send us an email with story in the subject line. If accepted, we will also publish in our Chatterbox News that's distributed across North America. If you would enjoy receiving the Chatterbox News in written form and to read the present and past issues, please go to www.lifewithauntlizzie.com where you can read them online or have them delivered to your email for free. 
All you have to do is register. Meanwhile, take care. Keep smiling. Until the next time. Bye for now.